This is a podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. Dog owners are being warned about an outbreak of a disease carried by ticks. Experts fear that dogs' lives could be at risk and the disease could spread across the UK. To learn more, I'm joined by TV presenter and wildlife expert Chris Packham and dog owner Holly Wilson, whose own pet dog Olive has survived this disease. Chris, just exactly how are ticks endangering the UK's dogs? Last year at this time, MSD Animal Health and the University of Bristol launched the Big Tick Project. And the objective of this project was to map the distribution of ticks in the UK and find out which diseases that they are carrying. Because these animals do carry uh, a number of significant diseases which affect both our pets and ourselves. And of course, until we understand the distribution, where these animals are living and where they've got the diseases, then we can't focus our efforts to combat this. But we do need to combat it because both of uh, the dogs and ourselves are at risk, at mortal risk, with some of these diseases. So whereabouts in the UK have cases been reported? Well, the results are going to be written up for July of this year, but the early indications are that the ticks are widely distributed all over the UK. There are not hot spots, as we might have imagined, and also the disease is with them. So wherever you are in the UK, there are ticks living, and I'm afraid that they carry diseases such as Lyme disease and a disease which has come in from the continent currently in the south of England, in Essex, called Babesia. Now, Babesia canis only affects dogs. There are uh, strains of Babesia, a tiny protozoan parasite, uh, which do affect humans. At the moment, we've identified the dog uh, disease, and it's in the UK, and very sadly, some of the animals that uh, have contracted it have died. How does the tick itself make an animal or a person unwell, Chris? Ticks are very good at finding their hosts, and they want to suck blood. Uh, They need the blood uh, to get protein to produce their own offspring. Um, So they will climb up to the top of uh, uh, vegetation, blades of grass, or or, or so on and so forth. And as a mammal, anything warm walks through that environment. They're attracted to it, and they latch onto it. Their legs are specially uh, evolved to to grasp hold of, of fur, and they have biting mouth parts. Now, if you're bitten by a tick yourself, you should remove it um, and perhaps take medical advice. Sometimes, if if it uh, is a tick that's infected with Lyme disease, it presents what we call a bullseye rash. You get a circular rash around the site of the bite. But that only presents in about 80% of the cases. So we can't rely on that as a diagnostic uh, 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 symptom. So you should go and, and get some medical advice. Now, when it comes to dogs, because of their dense fur, their pelage, it's impossible to find ticks on them. We can find them on ourselves pretty easily but not on a pet so if you're in an area where you're walking your dog and there are ticks then you should go straight to the vets and make sure that uh, you get your dog treated prevention is much better than cure and there are lots of preventive uh, preventative measures out there there are spot-on sprays collars uh, all chewable tablets all of which will work to reduce the impact of any potential disease on your pet I imagine it would be a lot harder to find in some dogs than others particularly long-haired dogs Well, I've got two poodles, tight black curly hair. Um, If a a, a nymphal stage tick gets on them, we're talking about a very tiny organism here, you're never going to find it. Mm. The only time you tend to find ticks is if it's a female tick, which is swollen to sort of pea size uh, after biting your animal because it's engorged with blood and it's in the process of producing its egg. But I have to say that by that stage, I'm afraid it's too late. The tick has done its business. So you need to make sure that they don't ever get to the point where they're engorging themselves biting your your pet by by getting good prevention in advance. Holly what happened to your own pet dog Olive? Um, We had travelled to France um, for a month with both of our dogs. We had been warned by our vet about the um, ticks out there so we um, treated them before we went and during the third week we we sort of checked them every day 
Um, as Chris says, it's quite difficult to find them. And unfortunately, one did actually bite Olive, and we found it at the engorged stage. So we removed it and sort of didn't really think anything of it. Um, but when we were travelling back to the UK, um, she became really unwell. And by the time we got back, um, she was very anemic and lethargic and really poorly. And we sort of had sort of 24 hours, really, to get some medication sorted and, and diagnose actually what was wrong with her. That must have been very worrying for you. It, it was a very stressful time, yeah. And um, she's a very lucky dog. She's um, fit and healthy now, so... We're very lucky. Yeah, and uh, it's great that all of us came through that. Chris, it must be a real danger for dogs in certain circumstances, you know, if an owner doesn't spot a tick. How are our vets ready to cope with these types of conditions? Well, vets in the UK have been dealing with Lyme disease for some time, but the Babesia, which is new to this country, has been prevalent on the continent where Holly's dog uh, picked it up, um, are used to seeing it, but they're not here in the UK. So you know what it's like when a, a symptom like, you know, symptoms present, they don't immediately identify them. So one of the calls to arms, if you like, as a result of the Big Tick project is to ask vets to become aware of the potential of this new disease and to make sure that if they see it, they can, they can provide the, 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 the proper treatment. As Holly said, you know, we with the proper treatment, dogs can survive, but it's getting an early diagnosis, which is important. At the end of the day, this problem is going to grow and grow, if not with Babesia, but with other diseases, because ticks are doing better and better in the UK. Our warm, mild, wet winters ideally suit these organisms. They last longer in the autumn, they're active throughout the, the winter period, or if not um, very early in the spring, and they're reproducing more rapidly. So there are going to be a lot more ticks in the UK environment as a result of climate change. It's a fact of life that we're going to have to learn to live with um, if we're to best protect ourselves and our pets. And Holly, just finally from yourself, as a, a dog owner who's been through this, what would you say to anyone uh, in terms of signs to look out for? What did you notice, first of all? Um, well, I, I wouldn't even look at the signs. I mean, if, you're, if you see a, do- a tick on your dog and it's been bitten, you really need to take them to the vet straight away and get um, advice because um, we don't know which ticks carry diseases, so that you, your dog must be checked before it's too late. Some great advice, Chris and Holly, thanks for joining me. Is there somewhere listeners could get some more information? Yeah, you could go to the uh, MSD website. There's some on there. But ultimately, what we would like to do is drive people to their vets because it's the vets on the ground that will have the best access to the types of treatment which will be best suited to your dog. TV presenter and wildlife expert Chris Packham and Holly Wilson, thank you for some great advice today. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. For more podcasts, check out insightradio.co.uk.